Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. 14 minutes now after 4 o'clock. Um, so magistrates court here an estimated 95% of cases in the country and for the public this is the competent of the judiciary they will encounter frequently, a component rather of the judiciary that they will encounter frequently. A new report called Under Pressure has been released on the challenges faced by magistrates um, internally and externally. The survey compromised of 48 questions that examined themes such as work environment, sexual harassment, intimidation, corruption, safety and death threats. The report is compiled by the Democratic Governance and Rights Unit at the University of Cape Town. To help us unpack the key themes that emerge from this report, we speak to Mbegezeli Benjamin, who is a researcher at the Democratic Governance and uh, Rights Unit at the University of Cape Town. Begazeli, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon, Aldrin. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. What would you say is one of the major concerns that have come out of this report and the response from the magistrates? Yeah, so um, just to give a little bit of context to the report, um, like you mentioned, it looks at issues like um, court safety, court infrastructure, workloads that magistrates have to contend with, and issues of safety in and around the courts. And in this survey, we looked at um, magistrates themselves. So we we asked them questions about their own perceptions of their work environment. And the reason why we looked at magistrates themselves is because people go to them to get uh, services, especially in the district courts, which are all over the country. So we wanted to hear from them as judicial officers. And and some of the, sorry, the first uh, interview, the round of questions that we did was in 2019. And so this is the second round, and we tried to look at um, other issues like the impact of COVID. And one of the most uh, important findings that we found is that magistrates continue to be under pressure, uh, hence the title of the report. And the pressure comes both from internally and externally. Some of the internal factors include things like workloads. So a of magistrates uh, said to us, look, we are under pressure because the caseloads are, are growing day by day but the support that we need for us to be effective is, is not keeping up with the, with the workload that we're getting. Some of them are working in incredible hours, like 50, 60 hours a week, um, and, and that's even beyond being just the reasonable or normal hours they should be working. We've also seen new trends of things like sexual harassment in the courts. Um, magistrates are reporting that they or other people that they know have experienced sexual harassment in the courts, and another issue that is uh, starting to worry us is, is the issue of corruption in the courts, where, where people are trying to, to pay bribes in order for cases to go away. And speaking about that, about 10% of the magistrates saying that they know um, of someone that was offered a bribe once or twice. Is that a concern also on the level that um, we are speaking here about judicial officers, and I wonder whether these cases have been reported? Well, in fact, the, the part about them being reported is something that we did in a previous research study that we did in, in 2022, where we actually went to the records at the Magistrates Commission and tried to look at all the cases that have been filed against magistrates involved in corruption. We did find very few um, compared to the larger number of cases of general misconduct, but the corruption cases were not that many. Of course, we can't sweep corruption under the carpet because as I speak to you now, there are two magistrates who are uh, on trial 
for corruption-related issues. So it is a, a problem, but again, the research study shows that it's still um, not a, a crisis level, but it's, it is something that we should be paying attention to. Um, and in fact, the surprising thing from the research study is, yes, 10% of magistrates said they are aware that they saw someone being offered uh, a bribe once or twice. But the uh, interesting thing from the research findings is that a lot of the bribes actually come from external people, people like uh, defense lawyers in the courts. Um, some people are, are, are bribing police officers and court clerks, but there hasn't been any um, from the, the survey that we did. There wasn't uh, a magistrate who had offered a, a bribe to another. So that is, I suppose, a positive from this. But of course, we are concerned that it is becoming a phenomenon, a phenomenon in our courts. Does this at all speak to an issue around the salaries of magistrates? I remember that there was a big issue a couple of years ago uh, where magistrates were complaining that um, their salaries um, have been stagnant and they haven't been increasing. And also, um, when it comes to judges, um, judges still get paid even after after they've retired. I wonder if that applies to magistrates at all. So we, we can't at this stage make a correlation between mm. the the... the prevalence or the presence of, of bribes in the courts and magistrate salaries, because like I said, the, the results seem to not show um, magistrates being offered bribes. They have witnessed other people um, being offered bribes, but not necessarily the magistrates themselves. So we can't really draw that kind of conclusion. But um, the question of salaries is something that also came out in the research, um, where magistrates are actually, the when you ask the question about which are the things that stress you out the most in the courts? It was the issue of salaries because they are saying that their salaries are not keeping up with inflation. And in fact, their peers, people who decided not to go into judicial office, people who, started, who, wanted, who stayed on as prosecutors or private lawyers, they are outpacing them in terms of incomes. And, and that is something that is worrying them when you consider the cost of living. But of course, we, we have to acknowledge that magistrates um, and judicial officers generally do belong in the 1% of, of South African society. So we, we do have to look at those numbers within a particular context. And then finally, the issue around safety. Yes, so that is also something that we are really worried about. Um, when we looked at the aggregate of the results, it showed that one in three magistrates has either been physically threatened or physically harmed simply because of their job as magistrates. So that is something that we are really, really concerned about. And one of our key recommendations is that the, the police service and the Department of Justice should be taking a closer eye, a closer look at these issues and trying to address them. Because if a third of our magistrates is feeling unsafe and is feeling threatened, then you can um, imagine the kind of impact this will have on our justice system. Because one of the things that we found is that not only on the bribes issue, but also on the threats issue. The, the threats are issued to either influence the, the process or the outcome. So people, if they have fear that the outcomes do not favor them, they will try to threaten the magistrates so that they get the outcome that they want. And that is really, really a, 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 a key worry for the rule of law in South Africa. Do we know of any incidents where um, there have been any break-ins at a magistrate's home, for instance, or the magistrates being followed? So 
that is the difficulty that we that we have right now. When you look at the, the, the information that came from the research plus police statistics, because there actually have been very few incidents where the, it has been linked to a magistrate's job. But we know over the last three to five years, there have been magistrates who have been robbed. Have, there have been magistrates who have been killed. There was even one in Cape Town who was killed. But it's not entirely clear whether she was killed because of her being a magistrate or whether it was just a crime that is related to a community. In fact, one of the things that um, came out in that case was that the suspect is related to the magistrate. So it's hard to draw those kinds of lines, but it does seem to be an issue and, and we need to pay much closer attention, including the authorities. Transformation in um, the in in that particular sector. When we look at the magistrates, we see an increased number of women magistrates. But what about the impact of racism? Do we know how prevalent it is at that level? So that is that was that was beyond the scope of the the research. Um, the the questions that we we really asked were um, related to more of uh, the key topics that we just spoke about. But you you're right. Transformation actually in the magistracy. Um, has been uh, sort of achieved, we can say, in the sense that um, the majority of magistrates are black, majority of magistrates are women. And one interesting thing is that at the leadership level, so people who are chief magistrates, the majority are women. Um, which is actually a good um, for for transformation purposes. But just to drill down again on the issue of transformation, we did a second uh, survey, which is the court user survey. And one of the interesting things we found there was that 90% of the respondents had a positive uh, experience uh, of being in the magistrate's court. They felt that they were treated with dignity and respect, which is really, really positive. But the one concern was that people were frustrated at having to come to court on a number of times because of the delays that happened in the cases. So we saw that um, the people initially said 90% when they came for the first time. When they came for other times, it sort of went down to 70% to 50%. But the, the positive thing that comes out of those, that statistic is that a lot of people do feel that the courts treat them with dignity and respect, and which is, I think, a, com- a component of transformation because our courts should be places of dignity and safety. Begazile, I know that we're not supposed to be having you for this long. This is not, this wasn't the plan, but the questions just keep, keep on coming and coming up. Um, <laughs> on, on, on the transformation of the judiciary, but looking now at the operation of the judiciary and how it operates, um, the previous um, CJ, Mohueng um, Mohueng, and now the current CJ as well, um, CJ Zondo, has been pushing for an independent judiciary that is outside of the Department of um, Justice and Correctional Services. I don't know if this question was explored at all with the magistrates, if that independence, what such an independence would look like um, for magistrates and how they would benefit from that, or even um, litigants would benefit from something like that. So, yeah, the issue of the the function and structure of the judiciary is a really hot topic, and it's something that we've done research on in in our other research, not particularly this report. But the issue is really, if you look at how the judiciary is structured, the judiciary is the only state institution that is governed by two different departments. 
There is the Department of Justice, which administers the lower courts, the magistrates' courts, and the Office of the Chief Justice, which, which administers um, the, the superior courts, including the constitutional courts. And that, that causes some friction in how the system functions because a lot of the decisions are outside of the hands uh, of the, the judges or the magistrates. Issues like buying the, the, the stationery for the courts, making sure that the telephone lines are working, the administration of the courts. That is something that is outside of the judiciary. And, and judges and magistrates are complaining about that because they, they fear that the, the, the administrators, people who are in the executive, sort of set different priorities from the priorities that judges and magistrates want in terms of how the budget should be spent. And that is something that is actually a hot topic. Chief Justice was meeting with the president um, on the 13th of December to discuss this, and it is an ongoing thing because even at the judges' conference last year, it was one of the key recommendations that the, in the administration of the judiciary should be in the hands of judges and magistrates who know how to, who, who knows what the priorities are in the courts. It's, a, it's an ongoing topic. Thank you so much for your time. Begezeli Benjamin, researcher at the Democratic Governance and Rights Unit at the University of Cape Town.